And you're listening to the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. This is episode number two. The season is underway for Rutgers and Seton Hall. I'm Steve Titchener with Devils announcer and Seton Hall alum, Matt Lachlan. And then we have lifelong Jersey resident, but Providence alum, John McAlevey. Don't forget about those Friars, right, John? Well, you could have forgotten about them a few nights ago okay. and they got walloped by Indiana, but they came back and gutted one out uh, the other night against Davidson. They're playing, as we mentioned in the first uh, podcast, they're playing in the Maui Invitational, which is prestigious, right. but the Maui Invitational due to the worldwide pandemic is now being played on the beautiful shores of Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> so um, there'll be no tiki torches in Asheville. No. Um, and right. uh, luau's, but it's it's good to be in a tournament yeah. at any point. It, it is wild, right? I was watching Duke and Michigan State. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. I was watching Duke and Michigan State Tuesday night, and Dan Schulman was announcing from Charlotte. The game was at Duke. He was in Charlotte doing the play-by-play. Dick Vitale was in his home in Florida, and they. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that. No, that was Jay Bills. The the next game, the game that followed, which was Kansas-Kentucky, that game was being played in in Indianapolis. Shulman was in Charlotte. Vital was in Florida. And Holly Rowe was on site. It was wild. It was. I saw that too, Matt. That was amazing. I heard Vital had a great line. He said, I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss being there with the people and, you know, doing the crowd surfing and being around the kids, he said. But, when this is over, I just have to walk upstairs and go to bed. Kind of cool. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, now, the, the world. part that I'll miss, to be honest with you, and by the way, Jay Billis and Sean McDonough were on site at Duke for that game. Okay. And uh, Michigan yeah. State played very well after a slow start. But at any rate, um, that's the thing that I'll miss. You know, it's part of my rhythm, right? I mean, you do road games, and yeah. uh, we don't often – Stay over. It's usually get on a plane and head to the next city. But still, you see people. You're in another town. You're checking in. Depending on when you check in, you might explore a little nightlife or a, a nightcap or two. And sure. you know, all of a sudden, that's done. I'm, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. We haven't figured that out yet. Uh, however, I would not be surprised if we wind up announcing all of the games from Prudential Center, the home games will be in front of us, but the road games will be announcing off a monitor and it, it will be, all right, good night as the devils play in wherever. And I'll just get in the car and drive home. It'll be strange. That's for sure. It might be stranger for Maggie. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You'll, be, you'll be around during it the might season. Be a little odd for her. She, yeah. she, I think she likes her space a little bit. <laughs> well, sure. strange times for, for sure. Yeah. But no back doubt. to uh, back to Jersey hoops. I mean, Rutgers looking good, though, uh, you know, a soft schedule to start. I mean, that's the difference between Pikel and Willard, right? I mean, Willard tends to, uh, to schedule tougher during uh, at, the, at the beginning, uh, as we as we can see. And, and uh, Pikel always uh, is so far since he's been at Rutgers has started with a softer schedule. I guess, you know, want evaluate talent, build the, the roster, whatever. Uh, but there's de- definitely two different philosophies there to, to start uh, the season. But I, I will say, and I think Fairleigh Dickinson's going to be a pretty good team. Actually, they're, they're favorite to win the, the Northeast Conference. I mean, they hung around early, but then Rutgers just uh, pulled away late in the second half and then just uh, pretty much blew them out in the second half. But, uh, you know, it was tight early. Um, so there hasn't been a, a huge test yet 
uh, for Rutgers. That's obviously coming with Syracuse. Uh, they may schedule something in between that because they don't have Syracuse until the 8th. And then they start the Big Ten schedule uh, right after that in, in mid-December. They start with Maryland and, and roll from there. But you know, I got to say, you know, guys, you know, um, you know, coming in, you know, ranked 24th in the country, they did their job so far. They're 3-0. and And it's really the, the most talented team I've ever seen as, as, a, as a Rutgers alum and Rutgers fan. I mean, and I and a athletic uh, group. I've never seen uh, athletes uh, like they have. I mean, I'll just go right here. This, this trifecta: They're Jacob Young, Montez Mathis, and now Clifford Omarui, who's all over the place. And you know, I have never seen uh, that kind of athleticism. They're quick as can be. They're all, you know they're you know they're all over the place. And um and and so it's part of the balance uh, of this team. John, have you ever uh, seen a Rutgers team with the, you know this kind of balance? Well, Steve, I have to tell you, there's some breaking news, and, and it's something that I've been doing uh, incorrectly all along. I saw that Jerry Carino tweeted out the other day. We have all been pronouncing Cliff Omorugi's name incorrectly. It's oh. actually Omori, which came as a big Real? surprise to everyone. I was watching the game the other night, and the announcers were calling him Omori, and I'm like, geez, don't these people do their homework? You know, they're <laughs> to do a play-by-play. And then I went on his Twitter account, and he said, we've all been doing it wrong. So I guess that's the biggest news. They've played three, you know, so-so teams to date. That that being uh, the pronunciation has been uh, yeah, but the biggest well, thing. But, yeah, you're right. They, they really do have um, a nice little trifecta there, as you mentioned. They have three players in that respect. Ron Harper Jr. has really taken his, his game to another level. Um, he's such a big guy, but he gets off the floor. I mean, he, he looks like he could stand to lose about 10 or 15 pounds, but the guy gets to the rim, he gets off the floor. I think the biggest, um, uh, the biggest light that has gone on is that Montez Mathis, who was, who was, uh, Steve Peichel's first really top 100 recruit who came in a couple of years back mm-hmm. and really didn't light the world on fire yet has, has really come out this season. And listen, we're three games in, I'm not going to put him in the Naismith hall of fame, <laughs> but he's been really, really good. Um, and you know, you get a pass first point guard, like Paul Mulcahy setting up guys like that. They don't even have geo Baker yet. Um, miles, uh, in the middle is doing his thing at miles Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, cliff Omori is doing his, Let's see when they get step up in competition, but it's certainly a good start. That's going to be hundred percent. They've yeah. done exactly what they needed to do. They got their legs underneath them. Uh, they need to get Geo Baker back. Mm-hmm. No question about it. He makes them better. They'll have to improve their outside shooting. They'll have to improve their free throws. Uh, that may be a problem later, but for now, three and zero, baby, out of the shoot uh, with some pressure on them for the first time in a long time. And while, as you said, Steve, it hasn't been the strongest schedule uh, they can only play the team in front of them and they've done what they've needed to do. So, you know, good for Steve Peichel. Yeah. I'm going to have to get used to this Omori thing here. You know, we have that. We're, we, you got you know, it already. We've had a Eugene. <laughs> yeah, but we've had a Eugene Omarui, man. We've been down the Omarui's trail here. So Omori I know, is, that's it, why we fell into the trap. You're, you're throwing something at me. I'm going to have to get, uh, I'm going to have to get used to that. Yeah. I mean, there's, this is really good balance there. I mean, the one thing I'd say is their big men can't, uh, you know, they're not going to drop a 15 or 20 footer on you. Omori or, or, uh, uh, Miles Johnson. They got to be around the basket, so they don't have you know, they don't have any Luca Garza type, but very few teams do. 
Let's face it. Right. I mean, as, but, um, you know, they, they, they have really good balance. As I said, with the athleticism, you know, like, you know, Mathis and Young are going to be able to guard any speedy guard for another team. They're going to be able to guard them. They're, they're, they're as fast as anybody. I mean, that's what I meant by the, uh, being uh, uh, that athletic. You know, with, and, you know, Ron Harper Jr. Is really looks like he's got his, you know, he's really got his feet under him, man. He's, he, he's shooting really well. And uh, I think that he, he can have a, just a huge season. I mean, he did last year toward the end of the season. He really started playing like a star. And uh, I think that's going to continue. I agree, Matt, that, you know, it's a bummer, man. Uh, you know, Geo Baker, the sprained ankle, and now he's going to have to come off of that. And he always seems to be coming off an injury where it takes him several games to get his, his game going. And he certainly did at the end of last year. He got it going. But there's always something that comes up with Geo, unfortunately. You know, he plays hard, but, uh, you know, I guess he stepped on a guy's foot there and turned the ankle pretty hard. Uh, he's supposed to be back, I heard, for the Syracuse game. We'll see. Uh, but when we get into uh, Seton Hall, you, there's a sprained ankle problem there, too, Matt, with, with Bryce Aiken. So uh, we'll talk about that. But, I mean, I, I think that um, – I think that uh, that Syracuse game will be a good uh, gauge on 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 just where this team is. I mean, Syracuse is Syracuse. I mean, it's a, you can consider it a down year for them, but they're still they're going to be well coached. You know that, and um, and that uh, that'll that'll be a good gauge to see uh, where they are uh, uh, moving forward. And then you get, you know with the the Big Ten again. I, you know, I, I told you guys this last last week, you know, they're coming in number 24 and they've got five teams in the big 10 ahead of them alone or right around them right there. Uh, because the big 10 is, is, uh, so deep. We'll see how they can, um, how they can move forward. Uh, it's going to be, um, a different season because I think in Matt, would you agree with the, not, they really got home cooking Rutgers, And I think that's the one thing that, uh, that concerns me a little bit because they, you know, that, 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 uh, you know, the rack is so loud and it really is, uh, a, a, you know, is a big part of their season last year and their success is how good they were at home. Uh, you know, without the fans there, will that be there? Uh, no, it won't be. Uh, but it won't be disadvantageous to be on the road either. Right. Some schools will have fans, others won't. So, no, um, it is not to their advantage to have nobody at the rack. Who knows what two months from now will hold as we roll out a vaccine. Uh, let's be honest, it's going to be a very slow rollout. I, I'm enthusiastic about it. It's light at the end of the tunnel, but there aren't that many vaccines available and they're going to go rightfully so to more important people than basketball fans. So I think the idea that we'll have fans at the rack or at the rock is probably a stretch. But nonetheless, back to your point, no, it's not a, 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 an advantage for Rutgers. They lose that, but again, they they don't face a disadvantage going on the road. So you know, it's pure it's pure basketball, right? It's right. my guys against your guys. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, there are other factors, and there is travel involved and what have you. But it's my guys against your guys. So coaches won't admit it publicly because they don't want to be tarred and feathered by their fans. They'll say what they have to say. Oh, I miss our loyal fans. I miss this. I miss that. There's such an inspiration. The other day, Kevin Willard referenced Jay Wright of Villanova saying that he never thought that he would have to consider the, uh, the rock being in being enemy territory, but that Willard had turned the program around to the point where now the crowd is really a factor. They'll say all those things. But deep inside, as long as they're still making their millions of dollars mm -hmm. as a coach, 
I think they'd say, you know what, if I could just play my best against your best and see what happens, I'm fine with that. You know, guys, the other takeaway that I've had, and it's, again, it's still the first week, week and a half, um, decide to play on the court being a little ragged because, you know, like the football teams, they had to get their feet wet a little bit. There's been no summer practice. There was no spring. I mean, the players have really not been on campus. You know, usually in a, in a calendar year, um, the, the basketball players, the incoming guys, and, and uh, would, would have been on campus pretty much from when the spring semester ended. Uh, bonding together, not only in the dorms and, you know, going out for pizza, but, you know, in individual workouts and then summer rolls around and you're, you're doing that. Maybe you go home, visit your family for a little bit, but then you're back and, you know, midnight madness and you're almost doing two a days and they haven't had any of that. And a lot of these schools have had to lock down and quarantine uh, and, and miss a couple weeks worth. Thankfully, this virus does not necessarily, um, attack, you know, young, virile people. So um, thank God there has been really uh, no instances where, um, you know, where people that get it are not back and, and playing within, you know, 10 days to 14 days. But the other thing that I've noticed is that the coaches have certainly uh, taken to the to, to the forum where there's no crowds and anything, and they're all wearing uh, sweatpants and uh, they have yeah. zip-ups. So, so they're kind of um, enjoying the fact that they don't have to put on their three-piece suits. So I guess we, we now figure that that must be for the, for the crowds because um, this is basically like a glorified practice for them. They're in their practice guard. So yeah, uh, that's one of the other takeaways I've had. Well, and I noticed, look, there's so much we know, so much more we know about the virus than we did in March. There's still so much that we need to learn about it. Uh, but I think some of the things that are, are for show, in other words, if you're a leader and we're told to wear masks, you got to wear a mask. And this is not to be political, but I see some of these coaches, like, what are they thinking? Yeah. Like, don't, I, I know it's difficult, right? You're up and down the sideline, you're yelling right. uh, and it, it's hard. But if an ICU nurse can wear a mask, under those conditions, right? Yeah, uh, if a twelve-hour shift. Doctor can wear a mask under those conditions. I don't think it's too much to ask these guys to keep the mask up over their nose and chin. I don't know what impact it has, but you know what? Like you're trying to play salvage this season, or not salvage and get it off, and hope you don't have to salvage the season. Just yeah. wear the damn mask. Yeah. You know, part of it, guys, part of it, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working a shift where I got to work. I mean, part of it is finding the right mask. I got like five different masks and there's some masks. I'm like, man, this thing is horrible. It's just really heavy yeah. and you can't breathe You've through had it. nine months. What's right. And no, I got so you. Listen, I got you. And then I got other masks that are really nice and light. And uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's about finding more of those things. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Yeah. And until the college coach finds one that fits them. And, right. and that he's okay. comfortable in, sure, right. it'll be a mix and match. But what's he been waiting for? Right. Has he not, right. Like, for instance, pick any coach in the Northeast. Has he not lived in this world? Has he right. not lived through COVID? Has, yeah. does, does he have residence in the Garden State? Right. Does he not know what's – like, he's had a long time to get a mask that, that works. Yeah. That's all. I saw a funny – It's kind of hard to yell through him. And by the way, this is not a knock on New Jersey coaches per se. I'm just using right. that as an example because, right. you know, Kevin Willard kept the mask up for the most part, as did Rick Pitino in the game the other night between Seton Hall and Iona. And, you know, I think the coaches are trying, yeah. but, and it's an emotional game. I get it. You know, I, I'm looking for 100% compliance when it's not really going to happen. But 
I think there could be a better effort. And you had nine months to find a mask that fits. This is true. Yeah, and you're comfortable. Uh Yes. Well, then we also have our politicians who are telling us we can't go out for dinner while they go out for dinner. And they're they're, uh, pictured in the highest restaurants, not wearing masks and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. How about Shiano? Shiano was wearing, he since has changed it, but he was wearing one of those construction N95 masks on the sideline, man. And mm. Politi even asked him about it. He's like, well, you know, what's up with that? And he's like, hey, is it, yeah, he wears one of those. It's but, what, you know, good news. Good yeah. news is Tom Izzo had it. He's back yeah. on the sidelines within about 10 days. Jim Beheim had it. These are not spring chickens. Right. Does yeah. Jim Beheim look like he's the, the picture of health? Plus, he's no. a cancer survivor. He had it. He's back on uh, on the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Willard is a younger man, but uh, he said his symptoms were mild. He got it and came back. So, yeah. you know, the good news is, is that I don't listen. I'm not a doctor. Most of the people that get it, you know, come back and and can resume their lives within within a couple of of weeks or so. And so yeah. let's just hope that um, that's the case. And, and as Matt said, these vaccines that are that are out on the market now, they're getting approval. The FDA, I, I just saw this morning, approved, I think it was the Pfizer one. So uh, it's going to be going out. Is it going to be going out in the numbers that we want and we need? Not yet. But listen, who in their right mind would have ever thought in a million years, 10 months after this thing hit the, hit the shores, that we would have not one, but two and almost three or four different vaccines. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it really is. So Rutgers next up by next Tuesday, the 8th um, uh, uh, versus Syracuse. Um, unless they, I heard an article on NJ.com. And how about this, guys? You know, uh, In-season uh, scheduling games. And uh, there's a possibility they might schedule something in between then. Uh, I don't know, but uh, next, oh, that goes on all. Yeah, that's gone on yeah. all the time here in the early yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of just what, well, just a, a different time um, and oh, a different I saw season. Mike man. Bray, the head coach at Notre Dame, sent out a tweet. They put it up during one of the ESPN games, and it was his Twitter account, and it's his picture, you know, with the mask on, the ND mask on, and he says, "Hey, listen, who's looking for a game? We'll travel to you. We'll come to you. <laughs> oh, we don't great. care who it is. We're looking for a Oh hunt. man, yeah, yeah." You know, it's it's interesting to see it happen because it's happened with Seton Hall, right? So they played Louisville. They were supposed to play Baylor at home. Uh, First off, they lost one of the two games they were supposed to play in Louisville in that uh, MTE. But they play Louisville. They're supposed to play Baylor at home on Sunday in the Big 12 Big East Challenge. That game gets canceled because Baylor's coach, oh, by the way, had it, but the team was still going to play. Like, like honestly, do you think nobody on the team was in close contact with the coach? <laughs> but nonetheless, that game gets postponed. So now Seton Hall's looking for a game. Now they wound up, it looked like they were going to play St. Joe's. That got canceled. They wind up playing Iona. So these things happen on the fly. And then suddenly they announce they're playing Oregon on Friday and they're playing that game in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Number 21 Oregon. Yeah. yeah. It's like the old neighborhood, and right? They, like this right. neighborhood, we have a pretty good team. We got to go to that neighborhood and, and, and see, we got to show our stuff, but uh, it's all about coaches not wanting to fall behind the others. Like, Hey, they're playing games. We got to play games. Yeah. It's what yeah. we do, right? They coach players play and yeah. uh, they're going to try to squeeze it in. I don't get it. I said it last week. I'm not really sure why the need, to play mm-hmm. a non-conference Especially schedule. when you need practice, right? Get that practice that you missed. Yeah, well, but... it's funny. And guys would rather play than practice. You're mm-hmm. right. There is there is a value to practice. practice. Uh, but We're guys would rather play. Practice. 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 Practice
yeah. starting tonight against Rhode Island. They're going to be in Rhode Island, yeah. Nebraska. Uh, who am I missing? Because they ended with West. They're going to Penn game. State, right? They're going to Penn State. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know. All right, so speaking of Seton Hall, let's take a break. Let's hear from our uh, sponsor, LG Insurance, and then we'll do a deep dive on the Pirates when we get back. Here come the Pirates. At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on the Jersey Hardwood podcast. And uh, Matt Seaton Hall opens up with a tough loss to uh, Louisville. Uh, and, uh, you know, they didn't have the practice, as you said. And uh, kind of that's a, quite a challenge to start the season, even though Louisville isn't ranked at the moment. Uh, that was a, a tough one. And then also tough, uh, Bryce Aiken um, sprains his ankle. What happened there and how much is that going to affect uh, Seton Hall? Well, he'll be out for a little bit. You know, Kevin Willard has a tendency to overstate the severity of injuries. That's been his MO over his time at Seton Hall. I presume it was the same at his other stops at Iona, et cetera. But this one, he said not too bad. So I don't know whether he's changed his tune in terms of wanting to be more accurate uh, or what, but I thought he was going to say, oh my goodness, we don't know when we're getting him back, but he said it's going to be soon. So, um, you know, who knows? Uh, as I mentioned, they've got four games in six days, starting with tonight's game against Rhode Island. You know, whether or not he's back at some stage in this stretch remains to be seen, but it doesn't appear, at least based on Kevin, Kevin's report that it'll be it'll be too significant. They need him though. I mean, he is the point guard. Shavar Reynolds has done a terrific job. He's, he's no slouch, great, you know. Yeah, he's done it. You know, he's a he is a great story. He's a walk tremendous on. story. Tremendous, tremendous. Story. You know, he's a walk on. Um, you know, dad military guy, um, walk on from New Jersey, and he's not only turned himself into a scholarship player, but he's turned himself into a more than productive player. And, you know, I don't know, he's not an NBA guy, but he was talking the other day in a, a Zoom conference that, you know, this four and six days is, is prep for the next level. We're looking forward to it. And, you know, for those of us who want to play at the next level. So, uh, you know, maybe Europe for Shavar Reynolds. It's, it's an unbelievable story. It really is. It just goes to show you can find those diamonds in the rough and, and coach them up, as, as Steve, you like to say. So, yeah, without Bryce Aiken, it's a different team. We'll see. You know, they couldn't practice much leading up to that Louisville game because they were in quarantine, uh, having COVID affecting, including Kevin Willard, members of their tier one personnel. Uh, so we'll see as they get some more games under their belt. Different opponent on Monday against Iona, but they look much, much better. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. As, as they progress. Rhode Island will be a test, that's for sure. Yeah, Rhode Matt, I-, I have two questions for you. Yo. First question is, what is the wager in the Lachlan household on tonight's game where your alma mater will face your son's alma mater, mm-hmm. uh, University of Rhode Island? And then the other question I have is, you and I, I guess, well, I know, are, are of the same, uh, we're, we're around the same age, and, and Louisville has always been Louisville to me. When did it become Louisville? 
<laughs> and so all I hear people saying is Louisville. But just yeah. all kidding aside, what, the is, uh, time, what is the friendly wager with, with tonight's game? Uh, I guess around Kingston? the same time it changed uh, that uh, – Oh, now what is it? Omar, not Omar Rui. Omori. Omori. It sounds Italian. Omori. I can't. I, Omori. I can't. That's Omori. I got to yeah. figure that one out. Omori. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About the same oh, time man. he changed. Well, the wager is it was it was um, it was settled last night. Liam, my youngest son, okay. attended URI, graduated last May, <clears throat> and uh, it's a Chipotle meal. Mm. I would say I wouldn't say that it's the highest stakes <laughs> and the guy works, the kid works. So we could have, you know, thrown a little bit more, but he loves Chipotle for the protein that he gets. Good. Uh, he's a fitness fanatic. Really? So, uh, okay. Oh, he's, he's unbelievable. Fitness fanatic. He's broad at the shoulders, narrow at the waist. He there works out every day. It's unbelievable. So he yeah. talks about the protein intake. So I said, all right, let's go. <laughs> Me and you Chipotle on the line. Right. There you go. So will you watch it together? Is he home with you guys now? He is. Yep, he is. Um, so 7 o'clock starts, and right. we will watch the game together. Uh, he's working a little late tonight, so okay. he may join it in progress. And Maggie and I are getting a Christmas tree tonight, so uh, I may listen to a part of the game and then catch most of it on TV. There you go. And Matt, so you, we knew what Matt Mukalish really is going to give you guys. I mean, it's, it's you know, he's a star. And, it, uh, you know, he can uh, score from anywhere uh, on the court. And uh, he looks good. I'm thinking the guy that's going to fill that Miles Powell void will be Jared Roden, who's looked very well, too. Yeah, so much is expected of him. And, you know, he has responded much better game against Iona. He's athletic. Uh, which they're all athletic, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he can run the floor. He can defend. He can shoot. He, he's really the whole package. Another guy who was, you know, sort of highly regarded, but more regional than national and has turned into a good player under Kevin Willard and his staff. Uh, you know, to me, I think they're, you know, they got to wait to get Aiken back. Miles Kale is an X factor as well. You know, he, he seemed to wilt a little bit in the shadow of Miles Powell last year. Now this is his senior year. It's his time. But you're right, Steve. It's going to uh, Mamu Kalashvili and Rudin. It'll be their team. And Aiken will play a huge role, assuming he can stay healthy. That's been an issue in his career at Harvard. So hopefully he is back soon because they will be better served with them. They're deep. They can attack. They can defend. They're going to be a pretty good team. You know that um, you bring up Jared Roden, and he's sort of like what the NBA created a few years ago—that prototypical three and D player. You know, the yeah. guy that can play the play the wing. That's got a really big, long wingspan. I mean, he's got really long arms. He can shoot the ball from deep. He defends, you know, threes and fours. He he, he can lure guys out on the perimeter. You know, bigger guys, he'll bring them out, and then he'll drive past them. And then smaller guys, they can post him up. He's an exciting player. He wasn't great, as you mentioned, against Louisville, but uh, much better against Iona. He's got uh, uh, a bright future ahead of him. Shavar Reynolds is going to hold down the fort at the point. Uh, and who can forget his uh, three-point game winner against Kentucky at the Garden a few years back? That was exactly. sort of the icing on the cake. And then uh, to Kyle Molson, um, tough break at the end of the Louisville game where he made two of the three, would have put the game into overtime. That last one just rolled in and out. But yeah. he's going to have to step up and give them some uh, some big minutes. And uh, I think a lot is expected of him. 
Um, and in the middle, Obiagu's got to stay on the floor. He can't uh, can't get into foul trouble. Yeah, I mean, he's got big shoes to fill. It was he and Romero Gill who went into last year as dual threats, if you will, in the middle. And Gill wound up taking the job away from Obiago. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how Ike will develop. It's He's got some skills as a defender, no doubt. But you're right, he's got to stay on the floor. And another guy who's, you know, going to be instrumental is Tyree Samuel, a sophomore, who, you know, was okay last year. But freshman in a big conference on a, uh, a team dominated by Miles Powell. Now, again, he'll have to step out into the spotlight a little bit more. Much is expected of him. So they're deep. That's that's for sure. And they can, again, they can defend. They need to find the one who's going to take that winning shot or attempt to take the winning shot. Or And yeah, that'll that will probably be Mamou Kalashvili. Yeah. The question is, will he make them the way Miles Powell did? I think he can, but he's not afraid to be the man in, in the and middle. And what about and, that uh, other? What about that other Miles? He's kind of all over the place, Miles Kale, right? I mean, he's uh, he lights out one night and kind of quiet the next. Well, yeah. Well, that's why I said earlier they they do depend. They are going to depend on him, and now we'll see what he's got. Last year he wasn't much. Now he's got to he's got to be a key cog. Uh, they're going to need him to be a leader out there. They're going to need him again defend because that's what. Kevin Willard's teams do. They defend. But, uh, yeah, this is an important year for him. He's a senior. Let's go. What have you been waiting for? Uh, again, I thought he wilted a little bit last year. I think the pressure got to him. He couldn't make a shot. Uh, he, he's he got to be better. That's all. That's, uh, you know, bottom line. Seton Hall will be better if he's better. Yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, you know, Willard just jumps right into it, right? You got Rhode Island. Good. Tonight, that's a good team. We're recording on Wednesday, so uh, you got Rhode Island, and then uh, and then you take you take an Oregon game, and then at Penn State. So uh, you know, a little run, little tough run to start out. So the test is is big right out of the jump. Oh, he'll he'll play anybody anywhere. Uh, that's just the way he is. Uh, I love that. Yeah, it's great. But yep, he hasn't backed down from a challenge, and you know what? I don't think. Every, listen, everybody's got their own way to do it, right? Um, so Steve Peichel taking it a little slower out of the box, maybe. But that's okay. Like, it's whatever you need to do. But, you know, Kevin wants to jump in there and play all comers. And it's it's been successful. So, yeah, no, he's, he, he will play anybody. He has a plane, too. He's like Mike Bray. Hey. I got a plane. I'll come to you. Whatever we yeah. need to do. What's the, the What's the latest guys on the uh, Garden State Hardwood Classic? Is this going to happen? I'm, I've I, the stories have been all over the place, and is it uh, no, nothing that I nothing, that I've heard lately? Yeah. Status quo. Yeah, I have not seen anything. It would be great. Yeah, um, I, I, if they could play it because um, it's going to be as we've chronicled here so far. The two very good teams. Oh yeah, we know they're two very good coaches. Um, and there'll be there's an appetite for it. The, the 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 ratings in New Jersey will be really high. It'll go through the roof. So sure. I'm sure if they can get it done, they're going to try and get it done. It'll it'll help both of them as far as the RPI and the strength of schedule and whatnot. So that mm-hmm. you know in a season where you don't know how many games you're going to get under your belt in this whole yeah. tournament, mm-hmm. you know that that's that could be a draw that they'd want to make it happen. I know that. Um, Providence and Rhode Island play every year. It's like clockwork. This year they're not. Yeah. Um, and the URI people were, you know, because they're in the 
Atlantic 10 and playing a Big East team helps them, their strength of schedule and their points and all. So they were, um, there was some back and forth about that. But as of now, they are not going to play this year, and that's not going over too well in the Ocean State. So hopefully the Garden State boys will be able to get together. And, and you know, there is uh, a line that's been thrown out there that, you know, it's Seton Hall that's holding this back. And I don't know all the details, to be honest with you. And maybe it is. Maybe it has something to do with uh, no fans and whether Rutgers will, you know, allow the this, this, this schedule to pick up next year as it would this year so that they can Seton Hall can have people at the Rock next year. And mm-hmm. So no matter where we play, we don't have to go back. You know, it doesn't have to alternate as it is now. Whatever, whatever's going on. But let me just disavow anyone of the notion that Seton Hall is avoiding Rutgers. That is not the case. I don't think that's the case. I'd never yeah. considered yeah. that. Well, I heard, I heard some whispers of that. That, but it, that it could happen, that Rutgers wants it to happen. They're ready to make it happen. And the fact that Paul has not jumped on the game and locked it in is uh, an example of them being fearful. No. Right. Uh, well, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's listen, it's just a great event. And, you know, it's, it's just, you know, strange times. And it's just, you know, everybody's uh, trying to figure it out. So um, I didn't go. I, I've heard whispers of that, but that's, that's nonsense. It, it, it absolutely is. But, you know, fans are not guys, you know, Jersey basketball is as exciting as ever, man. I mean, both these teams have a ton of promise. And so uh, it's when we're just getting going here on the Jersey Hardwood podcast. So uh, that'll do it for this episode. We're sponsored by LG Insurance, our friend Aaron Levine. He's uh, sponsoring uh, our podcast, and uh, we really appreciate that partnership with him. Uh, You can get us on iHeartRadio and uh, SoundCloud and uh, Spotify and all the places that you find your uh, podcasts. Also, don't forget our site. It's moresportsnow.com. You can find us there as well, and we're on uh, Twitter and we're on Facebook. So uh, follow us there as well. I'm Steve Titchener for uh, Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. Uh, We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. 